Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Second Take Podcast. Um, we are going to be jumping right into some NFL Week 1 recap and some Week 2 produ- uh, projections. Um, before we do so, though, check us out on our YouTube channel. Subscribe. Uh, get, consider giving us a follow on TikTok. And make sure that on all of your favorite social media platforms, you are checking out our content. We're going to be pumping out stuff every week and almost daily on the YouTube and the TikTok. So if you enjoy our content, consider giving us a follow. And as always, DraftKings, hit us up. Hit us up. So um, jumping in, I mean, week one, the biggest storyline is obviously the Aaron Rodgers injury. And my question for you is, what does this mean for the Jets? And what does this mean for Aaron Rodgers? Man, I was so disappointed when this happened. I was actually excited to watch Jets football for probably the first time in my lifetime that I can remember, right? It felt like they had a star-studded team, right? A lot of guys came to the team because of Aaron Rodgers. And four plays in, and he's just done, just like that for the season, right? Um, But in the meantime, they were able to stack up that roster, right? Get a lot of guys better on defense, bring in a lot more offensive guys, offensive weapons. And even though it was for Rodgers, I still think it makes the team better than they were last year, right? Obviously still devastating because now they have to play with Zach Wilson. And he's kind of a wild card. We don't know what he's going to bring and what he's not going to bring. But overall, for the Jets, I still believe they're capable of making the playoffs, right? They just really need Zach Wilson to just not make many mistakes right they need him to just manage the game have low turnovers right just make solid plays don't try to be too big of a hero yeah um i totally agree with you there that it's devastating especially for uh new york jets fans who have perpetually been teased and perpetually been just pounded on by what people call the football gods you know um it sucks because that roster was definitely fun to watch in our preseason picks, our preseason over under win totals. Uh, we kind of both had the Jets as one of our favorite teams to watch coming for this season. You know, we were really excited about the possibilities that they could bring. Uh, they were a sleeper Super Bowl contender in our eyes. And uh, I think all of that just goes right out the window with Aaron Rodgers not being there. I don't think that they can survive their schedule simply because of how difficult it is with a subpar quarterback. They have the defense to carry and they have the run game to carry. But in today's NFL, if you don't have a quarterback that's capable of making plays down the stretch in close contested games, you're not going to win. You know what I mean? It's just they have too difficult of a schedule and too competitive of a division to survive with Zach Wilson unless he starts pulling stuff out of his butt. So I personally think their playoff hopes are kind of shot. And I think they're stuck in the worst position in football where they're just stuck in the middle. They're probably going to win seven, maybe eight games. Won't be good enough to be legit threats in the playoffs, even if they make it. And they will be set back a year because they can't really tank for a star quarterback in this year's draft because they're too good. So I just think they're kind of stuck in the middle now. Yeah, and something I was thinking about 
especially if Zach Wilson really is struggling, if I'm the Jets, I might try to trade for another QB, right, who might be on the market. One guy who came to my mind, at least, was possibly a dude like Marcus Mariota from the Eagles, right? Just because he can come in, not big, not make super big mistakes, right? He's not going to make crazy big plays for you. Um, he can run a little bit, so he adds a little element to the run game. He can be a running QB. Just maybe someone like that, if Zach Wilson turns it over a lot and really starts tanking your chances, because as you mentioned, the Jets aren't in a place to tank on the season, and especially if Rodgers is going to be back and try to play next year this team wants to try to get playoff experience right they're trying to win a super bowl and they had this two-year window that they're kind of going for and you want to still take advantage of that and try to get that winning culture right now despite this injury yeah there are plenty of quarterbacks out there that they can go after i just don't know if it's really going to matter does marcus Mariota or a carson wentz move the needle for New York over Zach Wilson. In my opinion, not so much. Um, mostly because they'd have to come in and learn the the offense. At least Wilson, how incapable you may feel he is, knows the system that they're running. Um, but it's interesting that you say, you know, this window goes from two to maybe one year with Aaron Rodgers. How certain are you that he's going to be back and playing again? I would say I feel pretty good about him coming back and playing another year, mostly because I think if he felt good about his legacy and everything he's accomplished, he probably would have just retired, right? He didn't have to try to get to the Jets. He didn't have to play for another team. Could have just kept playing for the Packers, right, if he liked it there. But I think his biggest reason for going to New York especially was to try to win, right, try to win another Super Bowl. And I think he... Wants to start getting those Super Bowls, right? It looks better for him as an all-time QB, if that's the case, regardless of if he says he doesn't care what people think of him or not. I'm sure he'd love to win some more games, be known as more of a winner uh, besides just the one Super Bowl, which is hard, don't get me wrong, but I think he is still motivated and willing to come back. I think he still feels like he has something more to accomplish. I'd have to agree with that. I think he's going to make a, a tremendous effort to be back next season. Um, we'll see if his productivity kind of drops. We already saw it in 2022 where he kind of he had a noticeable dip in pro production. Um, now, some make the case that that's because he didn't want to be in Green Bay and he just was disinterested, which, I mean... Probably, to be honest. Uh, but we'll see how he is coming off of an Achilles tear. But I, I think the biggest loser in all of this is just every NFL fan. I, I, I am neutral. I'm an Indianapolis Colts fan, so they suck. I have nothing to root for this year either. So just as like a, a football fan in general, I think the Jets being competitive for like the only time in my entire life would have been cool to see. Uh, I watched that game on Monday night and it was just an electrifying atmosphere, even though I watched it from my TV, you know what I mean? And if anything, it almost made it worse that they won the game because it showed everyone how good this team really could have been with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. Exactly. And the lucky thing is he is a quarterback, right? So the Achilles tear 
even though he's 39, it shouldn't affect him as much as if he were a skilled position, right? Uh, he's going to need definitely some help from that offensive line. He probably won't be able to move around as well or as much. Um, but, you know, you never know. Medicine's got a lot better. Uh, people recover faster from injuries than they used to, right? Uh, they're healthier when they come back, still play good careers. So I think he can come back and still make an impact for them. And like you said, it's just really disappointing as a football fan because I was excited for this team. I really, truly was. This was going to be a fun team to watch. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I just I just hope he can make a comeback and we can see this team for at least one year. You know, Garrett Wilson was excited. He's another big loser in this because Zach Wilson never throws in the ball for whatever reason. Um, so just a tough break, a tough break for the whole league. Um, but outside of the Aaron Rodgers injury, because I think that was the most impactful thing that happened on Sunday. What is, what are your three biggest takeaways, um, from Sunday? Uh, yeah. So my first one, we'll keep it kind of on track, uh, was in the same game as that Jets-Bills game. Uh, Josh Allen, he last year had a problem with turning the ball over more than he had in his career, right? And he comes out this game, and he does, what, three picks, two fumbles, one fumble lost, right? Four turnovers in a close game, right? Like, this game was in reach for the Bills to win. Um, went to overtime. Uh, then the Bills are now 0-5 in overtime with, Josh Allen. So the question is, is he really this guy who turns over the ball and doesn't win these close games, right? He's always been close, really close throughout his career to taking that next step to just, you know, be that winner, get to the Super Bowl, but they just haven't quite been able to do it yet. You know, I think what was the most alarming is I don't think the game should have been competitive in the first place out once Aaron Rodgers went out. The reason why it was competitive is because they turned the ball over so much. I mean, you're Josh Allen. You're supposed to be a top three quarterback in the NFL. I mean, almost unanimously, everyone believes that going into this season. You have a top five wideout in Stephon Diggs. Whether or not you think he's a top five receiver, one of the best at his position. Um, and... You can only hang up 16 points. I mean, the Jets' defense is tough. But when the Jets aren't getting nothing going on offense, you get more opportunities. And they were only able to score, was it one touchdown? And three field goals? I mean, they won the game on a... The Jets won the game on a punt return for a touchdown, too. So it's like... It's 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 tough out there uh, for the Bills because you know they had a chance in OT and they gave it up just like you said scored one touchdown that game. Yeah, this is a bad look for Josh Allen. Um, definitely hurts his like MVP chances for this season. If anyone, if you thought that he had a chance for that, but ultimately I think this is going to be more of a bump in the road than a regular occurrence. Uh, the biggest thing he needs to do is stop playing hero ball. You know, we, we saw it with Patrick Mahomes back in the earlier years. He would always try to make the big play, get it to Tyreek Hill downfield, get it to Travis Kelsey downfield. 
Then once he lost Tyree Kill, I honestly think we saw the best version of Patrick Mahomes that we ever had. He was more precise. He was more like a surgeon working his way down the field methodically. And I think if Josh Allen took a page out of that book and still had the big play capability but didn't always look for the big play, he would be better off. He would turn the ball over less. He'd have a better completion percentage. And the Bills would be a better team. So I think it just comes down to shifting his mentality from playing hero ball all the time to being more of a methodical, tactical quarterback with the big play capability. I I would have to agree with you on that. I think you brought up a good point on how he does try to play hero ball. I do feel like he tries to force things a lot sometimes just because he's good, right? Like he can do things that just look easy. Um, compared to other QBs, right? He's got the arm. He can even make plays with his legs and his athleticism. It's just kind of about, for him at this point, being smarter. I mean, he has other guys around him who are capable of making plays. And it feels like maybe he needs to trust them a little more, right? Um, brought in Dalton Kincaid. You mentioned they have Stephon Diggs, they have Gabe Davis. James Cook is getting the opportunity at running back this year. Sometimes it's okay to let those guys go out and do their thing and just put him in a good position to do so. Yeah, I told you. I mean, it's what they should do. Um, this roster is a little bit less talented than I might have thought heading into this year. Um, they definitely showed some vulnerability on the offensive side of the ball. But he's still got great weapons, and he's got big play capability. He just needs to hone it down a little bit, and I think they should be good. I think they'll bounce back this week and – get things back on track personally, but absolutely. And then another takeaway I had from this weekend, I believe you might agree with me on this one. Um, the chiefs kind of fit. No, it feels like the chiefs need another wide receiver. They looked tough in that game against Detroit, right? Uh, without Travis Kelsey, especially, I think it, just made them look even more vulnerable on the offensive side, especially with those uh, skilled position players. What did that? Uh, what, what do you think about that game? Yeah, I really think um, I agree with you. The lack of playmakers on that team was evident once their main star in Travis Kelsey went out. Chandler Jones was also out too. But the defense held up. I mean, they only gave up 21 points to a to an offense that's a legit offense. I mean, the Dolphins have a lot of weapons, and uh, they got a system that works the ball downfield really well. And I think the defense held up their end. The defense only gave up 14 points in that game. A pick six, thanks to Kadarius Tony. Them butterfingers, that was, man. That was not Mahomes' fault. Um, basically, was the separator. And it was the separator also on on first down and 10 in the final drive that they were, if he would have caught that there in field goal range. You know what I mean? So uh, I think on one hand, the Chiefs are like, look at that game and say, okay, are we ever going to have that bad of a performance from our wideouts? Are they going to drop that many perfectly thrown passes? Probably not. On the other hand, it showed that they're vulnerable, I think, for the first time in Patrick Mahomes' career. 
they're perpetually in the AFC Championship game, competing for a Super Bowl appearance every single year. I think this might be the first year where that doesn't happen. I could see them not making the AFC Championship game for the first time since Patrick Mahomes got there. Yeah, um, this game, like you said, a lot of drops from Tony. He really struggled, and he was an X-factor for them last year in their run, and he's not off to a good start this year. Um, I think the Chiefs will definitely be better once Travis Kelsey comes back, whenever that is, but they're still going to need other guys. And like you said, they feel this might be the least talented their offense has ever been in the Patrick Mahomes era, right? They don't have a lot of experience in their wide receiver depth. And I wouldn't be surprised if they considered trading for someone a little more experienced. They might not be able to get a star wide out just for money purposes, but maybe to be able to just get a solid dude who's been playing in the NFL for six, seven years, right? Um, Who can come in and just be reliable for them because if teams can just, after looking at that game, teams probably just figure if we can take away Kelsey and make these other guys work for it, what are the Chiefs really going to be able to do against us? I'm sure guys will get better and whatnot, but they just it doesn't feel like they're going to have those big weapons they're used to having. Do you think, as it's currently constructed, they are still the favorite in the AFC? Right now, I'm going to say no, but I don't want to bet against Patrick Mahomes, right? That's the biggest thing. It's like almost reminds me of Tom Brady in a way. Like he's the closest thing to Tom Brady I can think of where it's like their team might not be what they have been, but I don't want to bet against him, right? It feels like he he's going to find a way to win. But I definitely think their favorite status is up in the air a little bit right now, right? It's only been one week, but it definitely feels like it's in danger of dropping. Yeah, I I think the AFC is wide open. Just because... Normally, I just say, all right, go Chiefs, and it works. You know what I mean? But the Bengals look terrible. Uh, The Chiefs looked vulnerable again for the first time. So I don't know if there is a favorite currently in the AFC to be spoken of because a lot of the big names had some ugly losses. And, uh, yeah, I just think it's for the first time. We might not see the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. So it's true. We were able to see. I mean, the Chargers lost, but they were able to put up 34 points against the Dolphins, right? And yeah. so, if the Chiefs got to play right a team like the Chargers, like you mentioned, um, are they going to be able to score enough points? Because usually, that's the problem when other teams would play the Chiefs. And now, maybe that might be the Chiefs' problem. Yeah, I mean, I again. Uh, I think they'll bounce back. They're going to still be one of those competitive teams, but it's kind of going to be like the West of the you know, NBA, where it's maybe the Chiefs are still favored, but it's wide open. Anybody can beat anybody on any given night, any given series. So, yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. I think for the first time, it's going to be more interesting to watch the AFC side of things. So, um, yeah, that was one of my big takeaways as well from the weekend. Um, what is your last big takeaway from yeah. Sunday night? So my last big takeaway 
is almost kind of a prediction, but something I feel like I've I talked about a little bit in our over under. Um, talking a little bit about your team, the Colts, is mm. Anthony Richardson is going to be the best rookie QB this year. That's my takeaway from the week. He looked really good. Uh, he only had one turnover, right? Colts aren't the most talented team, but they didn't look completely garbage, right? Like they look like they could be a mediocre team. And in week one, uh, he showed that he can throw it. Um, Pittman looked like his favorite target in that game. He had a good game and he can also run it. And that guy is a grown man, right? Like he's running over these NFL guys as a rookie, right? He's like 6'5", 240. I mean, I, I really do think that, that is my prediction that he will be the best rookie QB this season. I don't think that's far-fetched. Um Bryce Young showed a lot of growing pains in his game. And the Texans are even worse than the Colts are. So CJ Stroud is probably screwed. You know what I mean? It's just the situation. But um, I think because of his running ability, he'll be able to make up for a lot of, like, not mistakes or just misreads. You know what I mean? It takes a lot of time to learn how to read an NFL defense. And I think for the, at least for the time being, he'll be able to kind of make up for that with his legs. So I don't think that's an outlandish take. Uh, I still think they're going to lose like 13 games this year, 12 games, but he'll look promising while doing it. And it's mostly because the supporting cast is crap. I mean, you have Michael Pittman Jr. That's the only playmaker on your team. And he's not even a top 10 wide receiver in the NFL. So Jonathan Taylor's holding out, you know, they're looking for a trade or they're discussing a contract or he's just, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is with that. And everybody else is not that great on that team. So, but I do think Anthony Richardson uh, will be the best, have the best rookie year. Will he yeah. be the best quarterback out of this class? I don't know, but he'll have the best rookie year. I think he has the potential to, I see his ceiling being the highest of anyone in this class. Doesn't mean he'll hit it, but I'm pretty confident in saying that he could. He has the talent to be the best, and I think he will win the win them some games this year just based on his own talent. Carry them to a couple wins, right? They'll be playing the Texans a couple times, the Titans a couple times, right? I think he definitely has more than enough ability to at least make Colts fans a little excited about something this year. I'm not as low on them as you are, but I also don't think they're going to make the playoffs still. So. We'll see what happens there. Um, but, you know, at least C.J. Stroud didn't turn the ball over in week one. I mean, hey. but the Texans only scored nine points. Now the Texans are the Texans. You know what I mean? Yeah. They fail at tanking. Even though they arguably might have gotten the most pro-ready quarterback in the draft, um, the Texans are the Texans. They'll always be the Texans. You know what I mean? Never been that good. So your big three takeaways are uh, Chiefs need a playmaker. Anthony Richardson is going to be the best rookie quarterback this season. And that Josh Allen needs to stop playing a hero ball. Exactly. That's what I'm going with this week. That's what caught my eye in week one and something I'll be watching as the season goes on. All right. So I agree with you with the Chiefs take 
And I agree with you with most all those takeaways. My only other two takeaways that didn't match were the Cowboys or the 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl. Mm. Um, They're the two best teams in the NFL. Uh, They have the two most talented rosters in the NFL. And the only thing that's holding me back from saying go Cowboys is the fact that I hate the Cowboys. Oh, I can't believe you said those words. That they always choke in the playoffs. Who doesn't always choke in the playoffs? 49ers. So, if I had to pick, one of those teams is going to win the Super Bowl. So, the winner of the NFC, which is going to be either the Cowboys or the 49ers, I'm saying it right now. If I had to pick, I'd lean towards the 49ers. But this could be the Cowboys' year, you know? And I just say that... You got all the Cowboy fans sitting there excited right now. Dude, the mere fact that Dak Prescott can throw for under 150 yards and they win a 40-0 to blowout is all you have to know about how talented this freaking team is, dude. They have playmakers everywhere on offense. And their defense is top three in the NFL alongside with the 49ers and the Jets. And they just have all the pieces. Maybe their their only missing piece is a head coach, Mike McCarthy. I don't really believe in him. But uh, Dak, if if you turn Dak into a glorified game manager and that's all he has to do, I mean, that's the most overqualified quarterback at that kind of position in football because some argue he's a top 10 quarterback i think he's in that range but this team's just loaded and the 49ers i mean are just as loaded so take your pick really with those two yeah to touch on uh two points touch on both teams uh you mentioned there the san francisco 49ers might have been in the Super Bowl last year if it wasn't for all those QB injuries, right? Mm-hmm. They were they would probably um fought the Eagles in a close game and they had a chance, but right, they had everyone go down and they had me at quarterback. So Yeah, I mean, might as well just thrown someone someone out there and to just hand it off. But I think they're super talented, right? They have all the pieces. If Brock Purdy is at least similar to what he was last year. I mean, he'll probably get a little bit better, I would assume, um, if he's that guy who everyone kind of saw him as last year. 49ers are in a really good spot. Can't disagree with you on uh, feeling like they have a chance because they do. Uh, absolutely loaded defense, loaded skill position players. Great chance there. My only thing with the Cowboys one is I do really like their defense. I like their running back. Right, They, they do kind of have everything. Um they did play the Giants, though. And I did say earlier on our over-under takes that the Giants were overachievers and they weren't really that good of a team. And I'm not saying the Cowboys don't have the talent or that they're not capable. I just want to see them play a better team, right, um, before I feel that way about them. I'm still unsure about Dak Prescott, how he'll play the rest of the year, right? He turned it over a lot that last year. could be a concern doesn't always show up for the big games or he makes crucial mistakes in those moments so if he can clean those things up be more better at managing the game like you mentioned they do have a good chance to be 
a really good team this year. Yeah. Um, I just think that, well, we're headed for a collision course in the NFC Championship game. Uh, I am going to say it right now. After week one, both these teams are going to win their division. Even mm. though I thought the Eagles were going to beat beat out the Cowboys, the Eagles shown a little bit of vulnerability both tonight against the Vikings and against the Patriots. They didn't look as dominant as they were going as I thought they were in both those games. Um, and yes, to your point that the Giants suck, they suck. They're not very good. They do suck. But the mere fact that they didn't even have to score any points using their offense to win the game is all I needed to see in an NFL game. I mean, it's ridiculous. <clears throat> I mean, the only team on that side that I feel like would compete with those two teams are the Eagles, honestly. And I think the Seahawks still have a chance as well. Um, but they need health. They're not healthy right now. But those are really the only four teams on that side I feel like have a chance this year. Um, definitely the 49ers uh, being big favorites, Eagles being big favorites, right? Uh, but the good thing is about this year, we'll get to see the Giants and Cowboys play two times and you know get more information about both teams. Yeah. It's just going to come down to whichever of these two teams is healthiest and that they're going to win the Super Bowl. I don't think there's a team, even though the AFC is more balanced in terms of the teams that they can throw at each other. It's kind of like the Pac-12. They're just going to eat each other alive. And then here comes the Cowboys or the Niners, and I think it's they're just going to beat whoever the AFC has to offer. So I'm saying it right now. Week one, takeaway. Second take guarantee one of those teams is going to win a Super Bowl. Go put your okay, money on Okay. DraftKings hit us up. I'm telling you, one of those teams up. is winning the Super Bowl. I can't decide which right now at this point. Um, I wanted to lean into the media rush that saying the Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl would be, but I mean, I don't know. The 49ers, man, they're just too good of a team to hey, pick over. To, so. to be honest, though, the media rush for the Cowboys is like this every year. Anytime mm. they get a win to start the year, anytime they start the year good, it's the Cowboys' year, and it's always going to be their year. I mean according to their fans, until they finally win it. But will this finally be the year? According to Roland, good chance of that. The chances are 50-50 right now. They only have one team to beat. So, man, I just thought that was crazy, those two teams. just supposed to be closer games that they were, and they just shat on them. It was just not even close. Not even close. Pittsburgh had a bunch of hype coming into the year. Oh, they're looking better. Not even close, dude. Not like the Niners. Like a rookie again. And Brock Purdy, man, just picked right back up where he left off. I didn't expect that. And just seeing that from week one against the Steelers defense, that's not a scrub. They're not scrubs. You know, um, threw for 200-plus yards, two touchdowns, didn't make a mistake. That's all they need from him with the amount of talent they have in their roster. George Kittle's also not healthy, and he'll he'll get healthy. So this offense can get even scarier. So, my goodness, I just watch out the rest of the NFL, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, Christian McCaffrey dominated that game as well. If they can just do that, do everything they did, they did all the basic stuff. Play defense, ran the football, didn't make mistakes, won the game. So, 
That is probably my biggest takeaway of the week, that one of those two teams are going to win the Super Bowl. And my second biggest is my MVP pick. Ooh. Yeah, we're getting spicy. Week one. Week Week one. one. Bold prediction time. Put up the graphic. We don't have the Mm. graphic. Not yet. Tua for MVP. Ooh, okay. Okay. He has the best receiver. He is now completely comfortable in the Mike McDaniel offensive system, which is revolutionizing football as we speak. And my bold prediction is not only will he win the MVP, but he will break the all-time passing yard record for a single season. Get that six, was it 6,000 yard mark that no one's got it's yet? Like, I think 5,500. 5,500. I think had 54 something with the Broncos his first year. So 5,500 is like the mark. So mm. that is my bold prediction. He also has one extra game to do it than Peyton Manning. So a little caveat there. But okay, that's my prediction. Tua for MVP. If he stays healthy. I mean, this is obvious. If he stays healthy. And he'll he'll break the passing yard record. Yeah, it's crazy. Tua picked back right where he left off last season before he got hurt. Him and Tyreek. They have a crazy connection. Tyreek absolutely dominated that game. Oh, yeah. And he he just looks unstoppable, even though he's so small, right? He's just so much faster than everyone else. And something I noticed about that game that I really loved about Mike McDaniel is he was putting his fastest players like Tyreek Hill in motion and different kinds of motion where they almost get off to a head start sprinting yeah. down the field. And just by doing that, when you have guys who are so fast, I think that really gives them a big advantage, especially if the teams decide to line up and man one play, decide to blitz one play, right? You can just get that ball out a lot quicker, um, especially if he's beaten his guy that consistently. And, you know, two is showing up a lot of doubters. I remember a couple of years ago, People were asking, can he be their franchise QB? Is he really the guy, right? He'd play some games. He wouldn't play other games. People question, can he throw it deep? He's done all those things so far. And like you said, as long as he doesn't get hurt, his offensive line protects him, he's going to put up really good numbers this season. I mean, Tyreek Hill said multiple times he's going for 2,000 yards. And if you have a QB who breaks the all-time passing record, I think that'd be a real big opportunity. I don't hate this pick because this team's going to score a lot of points. They're going to score a lot of points. The Chargers defense is not um, a, a group of scrubs by any stretch of the imagination. Um, it was a close shootout win. I think a lot of their games are going to be like that. Um, but they got the horses to do it. And he's going to put up stats that we haven't seen since... You know, Peyton Manning when he played in for the Denver. Broncos. That was such a great time in life, Roland, let me tell you. <laughs> I'm a Broncos fan, if anyone didn't know. Really enjoyed that time. So I think he's going to put up crazy numbers. I think he's the MVP front runner. I don't think it's close. And I think, well, that's my prediction, man. He's going to win MVP as long win as he MVP. stays healthy. You know, I like that MVP leaderboard for week one. I definitely would put two up there. Uh, my biggest concern with them and with that is they have to win enough games. And I don't know if I trust their defense enough necessarily. So if their defense can step up and they 
or if they can just straight up outscore everyone who they play, that that's that's a good prediction, and I I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Well, in part, this also it helps that uh, a rod's out for the season. You know, mm-hmm. that's true. So Jets won't Jets be as good. Are not going to be as viable as a threat. So that should be at least one or two wins. Uh, I don't think the Patriots can hang with this offense. I mean, their defense is good, but Mac Jones ain't going to put up 30. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. this team's going to average close to freaking 30 points a game. And the only team in the division that can keep up with that is the Bills. And as long as Tua doesn't turn the ball over as much as Josh Allen does in a game, and we've seen, we've seen the uh, highly – um, what's the word I'm looking for? Highly erratic uh, play that Josh Allen has played as of late. So they might win the division. My pick with the Bills, well, our pick might be yeah. completely wrong. And it's all just after week one. We may be overreacting. We may be, you know, giving out bad betting advice. But Tua, hey. bro, he looked legit. The best time to bet is early, right? Gives you the best chance to make that money if your bet holds throughout the season. So never a better time to rack up those bets, you know, try to hit on your overreactions and your predictions to start the season. I don't I don't I don't hate it. Dolphins crazy explosive. Really fun team to watch. Like that Chargers game, fun game. Game of the week by far. We're not even close. Yep. One of the good better un- uniform matchups too, right? Like it's true. Those are my three takeaways. I agree with you with the Chiefs being vulnerable this year. Cowboys or the Niners are going to win the Super Bowl, and Tua will win the MVP. And that's just week one, folks. Okay, okay. You took up my my QB take. You, you, you took it up an extra step. I went for okay. best rookie QB. You're like, hey, best player in the NFL this season. Best, best yeah, MVP. Tua Tungavalua. Okay. Question is arm strength. All you want. 466. Tyreek's still catching it, man. Yeah, it's true. Who cares? He's so wide open. That's in, that's the big reason why. I mean, Tyreek's just a man amongst boys right now, and I'm amazed to see him just keep up that year over year over year and have no drop-off going from Patrick Mahomes, who's arguably the, the best quarterback we've ever seen, not the greatest, but the most talented, and go to a quarterback like Tua, uh, who's good. Like he's my MVP pick for a reason, but he's no Patrick Mahomes. I mean, come on, yeah, and be better. Crazy, but anyway, we're gonna now dive into some big matchups for Week Two, and then give our quick picks for the rest of the games. One of our big matchups played tonight: Vikings Eagles. I had written down since we weren't able to get the pod up in time. I had that the Eagles were going to win in a close one. Last year, I know it was a blowout. Um, it was looking like it was going to be a blowout again. And then the Vikings came storming back, made it close. But there was never really a question of who was going to win this game. Uh, but I was... I took a positive note for the Vikings, even though they lost to this game, because they actually made an effort to fight back. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Eagles were in control of this game, basically the whole game. Biggest problem with the Vikings 
at least from my perspective, I thought they just had some really bad turnovers again, right? Kirk Cousins had a fumble that they lost. Justin Jefferson caught a really nice pass, got the ball to the one, and then fumbled it out of the end zone. And then, you know, Eagles get the ball because he fumbled it out of the end zone. And that play, that I feel like that's such a big play because they really could have scored there. But instead, the Eagles get the ball, drive down the field, get a field goal right before the half, right? Like, plays like that really just change the game. And from the first two weeks of the Vikings, I would be a little concerned because their offense has had a lot of miscues, and it just doesn't feel like they're on the same page right now. I'm very concerned. My pick for the Vikings to win the division is not looking good at all. I would jump ship. I would abandon ship. (laughs) Detroit. They are not looking good. Do not follow my betting advice to bet the Vikings to win, okay? Because the way they've played has been terrible. They've beaten themselves, pretty much. They beat themselves against Tampa Bay because they turned the ball over again in a very similar fashion to tonight in very opportunistic positions where they're about to score and they turn the ball over. And then the same thing happened again tonight. Uh, Kirk Cousins threw really well. I think had a good game outside of those turnovers. And Jefferson's a beast. We all know that. But they're just going to keep beating themselves. Like a lot of of teams did when they played last year. So it's kind of maybe the reverse karma effect here going on. So abandon ship. The Vikings are not going to win the division. Because I think it's Green Bay or Detroit now. And I know yeah, I mean, overreaction Thursday or whatever you want to say, but abandoned ship from Minnesota. 0-2. It's only going to get tougher from here, so they'll probably just beat themselves. Yeah, I mean, and just to add to that, Justin Jefferson, best wide receiver in the NFL, right? No question, I think, at this point. He's just so dominant, such a beast, makes great plays all the freaking time. And then you got Kirk Cousins out here. I almost wonder if I'm the Vikings – especially if the season keeps going like this, I would seriously take a look at getting rid of Kirk Cousins after the season. Right, They didn't, never signed him to an extension. I believe he'll be a free agent at the end of the year. I might take my chances and go somewhere else. It's just I don't know if the team is good enough to have him be your starting QB to win a chip. I just think they might need need to try a different dude. It's just... Because something about Kirk, he's definitely a top 15 QB, right? Like, he's not, he's no scrub. He's definitely good. He has talent. But just something about him, he just has never really shown that he's like a big time winner or anything, right? Like, guys like Jimmy Garoppolo have had more success than him. Granted, the team is definitely better. But Cousins has had his chances, right? Especially last year when they lost to the Giants in the playoffs. Well, porn star Jimmy's already won and all. So it's more than Kirk can say. Can't disrespect porn star Jimmy. Porn star Jimmy, Um, baby. A thought just popped into my mind regarding the Vikings. Do they try to out-tank the Cardinals? I don't think they're bad enough to. I don't think... Who knows? They can keep beating themselves like this. Make it look cool, you know? Yeah. Oh, we're going to come back down 20-7. to It's close. Doesn't matter. They are the the comeback kings, that's for sure. That's how they won a lot of games, win a lot of close games when they win. Um, but it's just like I don't I don't think they're 
worse than the Cardinals or some of these other teams that we expect to just be straight up bad. I don't think they could out tank those teams, even if they they tried. Right, like they're gonna beat some of these teams. They're gonna have an offensive outburst. They're gonna have a game where they don't turn the ball over. Right, like they're gonna have a game where their defense plays or the other team just doesn't show up. I just don't think they're capable of that. They could definitely try to trade up in the draft. I'd be trying to keep Justin Jefferson around. Uh, I know they didn't get an extension with him quite yet, but I would definitely try to find a QB that at least he feels good about, he's happy about, someone who I would want to keep around my organization for a long time. Yeah, you got to do everything you can to please that guy. Um, And that's probably the biggest and most interesting storyline for the Vikings all year. I thought it would be division title contention, maybe sneak a playoff game here or there. That's out the window. So keep Justin Jefferson happy. Uh, mostly be- the reason why I say that is because Detroit and Green Bay both looked really well. Um, and they both look like better teams. So if you already have two teams that, in my opinion, look better, even though my pick, I'm just abandoning my pick. The Vikings. <laughs> wow, that was quick to jump ship. I'm jumping ship. I'm off. You know, you might as well get on the lifeboat while you can. It's sinking. Yeah. And I'm I'll be right back on as soon as they win three games in a row. You know what I mean? But for now I'm jumping off. <laughs> so Yeah, I mean, I don't feel great about the Vikings right now. I do still like them better than the Packers. I just the Packers played the Bears. Probably should have won that game. Yeah. But Packers aren't scrubs either. Lions look legit, though, especially with that improved-looking defense. You know, maybe the Chiefs' struggles played a little bit. Part of that definitely did on the pick six, but For sure. they were there, took advantage of their opportunities. Lions looking good right now. Yeah. Speaking of the Lions, the uh, I think the biggest game of the week, sleeper game, that's not really on primetime or anything like that, Lions versus Seahawks. I think this is... Probably the biggest match- matchup of the week, in my opinion. You got the Lions coming off of a big win in Kansas City, and the Seahawks losing in absolute embarrassing fashion against Kua of BYU Cougar. The Rams, Wide receiver, man. dude. The Rams go in there without Cooper Cup and hang 30 on the Seahawks, and the Seahawks don't even get to, to 14 points. I was th- that game really threw me off so much because I like the Seahawks. I think they're going to be good. Yeah, you and I know they have to win some, the division. Yeah, and I know I had, they have some wide wide receiver injuries, which I'm sure affected the offense a little bit. But they just they still should have been better than that when it comes down to it, right? We didn't think the Rams would be that good unless they just have these hidden talents at wide receivers we didn't expect, which could happen. But I mean, we'll see. My prediction for this Lions versus Seahawks game, um, this is like you mentioned, I think this could be a good game. Last year, it was a really high-scoring game when these two teams played, right? Big-time offensive uh, matchup. I think this year, this is going to be a game scored more so in the lower 20s, right? Kind of like we saw for KC-Detroit. I think it'll be a similar type of game um, for this one. Seahawks will still have, I believe at least Jackson Smith will be out. Um, who knows about Tyler Lockett? He went into concussion protocol. But I'm picking the Seahawks to bounce back when a close game, low-scoring game uh, against the Lions. I think it'll be a good game. I have a, I have the same pick. I think the Seahawks bounce back. 
I think this is going to be the game to watch this weekend. It's going to be closely contested, and it's probably going to come down to the last couple possessions for each team. Um, I just lean towards the Seahawks simply because they are at home, and uh, I think they'll come out more prepared than they were against the Rams. I think they got that week one kind of rust off. Their, their team is too talented, or at least organizationally, to be starting the season 0-2. So even though I thought they should have completely destroyed the Rams last week, I think they will bounce back and get the W this week against the Lions, but I think it's going to be a real close one. So that is my game of the week to watch, at least. Um, but then the final game I wanted to touch on for this week, Chiefs-Jaguars. Yeah, Big heavy uh, time uh, matchup with the two division winners last year. Chiefs coming off of a loss that, you know, mostly because Kadarius Tony can't catch up a ball. Jaguars coming off of a solid win against the Colts. Yeah, this is a rematch of the playoff matchup from last year, right? Chiefs found a way um, to win that game. We even threw a Mahomes injury. But um, I still think, I think kind of like I mentioned with the Seahawks, I think the Chiefs bounce back. Win a close game with Mahomes. I think they'll score more points than they scored last week, right? The offense will look better, especially if Travis Kelsey is back. The offense is going to look a lot better, I believe. Um, they're going to find a way to win. I don't doubt Mahomes. He's a winner. He probably he's a super competitive guy. He doesn't want to go 0-2, right? It's the champions versus the newcomers. Chris Jones is back for KC, right? He agreed to that one-year restructured contract. So he'll be back for the defense, causing havoc for Trevor Lawrence and their run game. Jacksonville's a good team this year. Don't get me wrong, right? They're going to be a good team this year. But I just think Chiefs are going to pull it out in a close one. I agree with you there. I think the Chiefs bounce back. I think, honestly, I think they'll win by seven. I think it's going to be a full score difference uh, if Kelsey plays. If he doesn't... It's a toss-up. What's going to happen? Go either way. Yeah. I have no idea. So that's the big thing. They're so reliant on a tight end right now because he's their only guy that can catch up a ball, I guess. And, uh, but with him, they're they're just so hard to guard. So going Chiefs by seven and a bounce-back win if Kelsey plays. If he doesn't, take your pick. That's what I'm saying. If he doesn't, I'm still going Chiefs in this game, but kind of like you said, I'm in a similar boat. I think Chiefs by like seven-ish. Without Kelsey, I'm thinking more Chiefs by like a 3-2-1 type of win, right? Really close game. Field goals become really important in those games. I think it would be something like that without Kelsey. That's what the line's at, actually. It's at three and a half right now, so. Mm. Okay. But... Yeah, so those are our big matchups for the week. Um, now, I just wanted to kind of go through the rest of the schedule. Just pick real quick who we feel is going to win each matchup. Um, and starting off with the Raiders versus the Bills. 
first game on Sunday. I'm going with the Bills are winning. Big bounce back game. Josh Allen looks a lot better. Raiders just can't hang with them. Yep, I think the Bills win. The line's eight and a half. Um, might be a bit high, but I'm going Bills in a bounce back win. I think they're going to hang 30 on the Raiders. And the Raiders just can't keep up. Jacob, Jacoby Myers is going to be injured probably. And he had all their points last week. So Bills yeah. bounce back. Intriguing matchup here. ravens Bengals division matchup. I'm going with uh, the Ravens in this game. I think the Joe Burrow injury in training camp really set this team back in practice time with him. I think it showed in week one. I think it's going to show again this week. Don't think they're going to get blown out the same way. I think it'll be a closer game, but I think the Ravens just have more going for them at the moment. I'm going the opposite. I'm going Bengals um, in a close one. Both teams did not look good week one. Um, so I'm going to call it a scratch week one for these guys, even though the Ravens did come out with the win, they played the Texans. So, you know, the Colorado Buffaloes probably could beat the Texans. So it would be a good game. It would be a good game. Buffalo watch. Anyway, uh, going Bengals in a close one. Uh, next matchup that we haven't already talked about chargers, Titans, chargers, Titans, I'm going with Chargers. Uh, Titans, uh, Saints played last week. Was not impressed with Tannehill. He had a bad game, and they only lost by one. Um, I think the Chargers are a lot better than the Saints. I could see them winning this game by two to three scores. Yeah, the line's three points for the for the Chargers. Three? I would I would smash the over on that ish and go Chargers by at least seven. Um, the Titans do not have the offense to hang with the Chargers, and the Chargers have a le- have a solid defense. So, you know, the Chargers lost last week to an MVP caliber performance by two. So, I don't know why the line's this low. The Titans are not very good. Uh, Chargers all the way on that one. Uh, next up, one of the other matchups that I thought was going to be very intriguing this week. I just narrowed it down to three. But this would have been number four. The Packers versus the Falcons in Atlanta. Packers versus Falcons. I'm going with Packers. I like the Packers. Jordan Love looked good week one. Um, I believe the that keeps up for them, right? I mean, I know the Falcons running backs really showed out, but they're still not using their offensive weapons on the outside for whatever reason. I think Packers are just a better team right now. They get it done. I'd have to agree with you there. Uh, I'm going Packers mostly because the Falcons' pass game is almost non-existent. The biggest thing for me that would have tilted me the other way would be the Aaron Jones injury. So that's, you know, not good for the Packers fan. But the line's one and a half for Atlanta. I would actually take the Packer line. Uh, I think they're going to go into Atlanta and get a W in a close one. I think it's going to be close. Oh, yeah, for sure. Falcons going to run the ball, keep it close. And then the real matchup of the week that everyone's going to be watching, the Colts versus the Texans. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, baby. This one, circle it on the calendar. The battle of the rookie QP. The battle of the the rookies is going to suck worse. For the first time this year, I'm going with the Colts. I think Anthony Richardson is going to have an even better game than he had last week. He's going to carry the Colts to that win, and the Texans continue to 
tank, I guess, essentially. Yeah, we are agreeing a lot here. I'm going with the Colts as well. The line is also a point favorite for Houston. Probably just because they're at home. So I would bet the Colts in this game. Uh, I'm taking them in, I think, a semi-close game. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Colts win by more than a touchdown. Um, next up, another just high-caliber game. Buccaneers versus the Bears in Tampa Bay. This game is harder for me oh, dude, to pick. They both suck. Oh gosh! But the Viking—I mean, the Buccaneers beat the Vikings last week, and they did. The Vikings look beat the, the Vikings. Worst. Okay, let's I be mean, honest. Also, I'm going with the Buccaneers, and I don't think it'll be that high scoring. But I think that the Buccaneers are going to do enough with at least their wideout weapons to get past the Bears. I just—I don't think the Bears are very good. Neither team is, but I think the Bears are worse. I think both teams are not good. Um, I would lean towards the Bucks, but I'm just going to, so that we don't sound like we're saying the same thing every time, I'm going to say Bears. Um, the case for them is Justin Fields maybe is a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. Maybe. Could be. The Bucks do have more weapons on the offensive side of the ball, though. So, uh, Also, all in all, so- don't watch this game. It's going to be terrible. Well, okay. side note, too. The Buccaneers get off to a 2-0 and start. It's looking pretty good for them in that division, if that's the case. Yeah, that division's a wash. It, exactly. So, who knows? Maybe Baker Mayfield will lead them to the promised land. I wouldn't bet on it. Next up, we got Giants-Cardinals. New York only a 4.5-point favorite. I mean, I think it's fair. I think... Okay. So the Giants, I don't think are good. Cardinals are definitely not good. Everyone knows that. But Giants are still better than the Cardinals. I think the Giants are embarrassed after that week, that 40-point loss last week, right? That never happens. I'm going with the Giants in this game. I do think it will be a closer game, though, than people might expect. Might be a struggle to watch offensively, but I'm going with the Giants. Yeah, no question here. The Cardinals are trying to lose, so never pick them to win. Uh, go Giants, I guess, in that game. I'm not a Giants fan, but I think they should win by a score. Uh, the next matchup, another really intriguing one, especially after what the Rams did against the Seahawks. The Rams play the 49ers in SoFi Stadium. Line is 7.5 points for San Francisco. I'm going with San Francisco. I do think... If it isn't so high, I do think it will be about a seven-point game. I would probably bet the under just because the Rams are playing so good. I mean, there's a chance Puka Nukua doesn't play this week, week one hero for the Rams. I guess if he doesn't play, it looks even worse for the Rams. But I'm going with 49ers. I don't think they're going to absolutely kill the Rams, right? Division rivalry games tend to be a little closer usually, but Niners. Niners all the way. Super Bowl favorite for me alongside with the Cowboys. And I'm actually on the other end. I think it's going to be a blowout. It's going to be two scores. Puka Nakua Lakua or whatever. He is not going to get 100 yards receiving. Um, Matthew Stafford is going to have to carry the workload. And it's just not going to be enough because that defense is crazy. Um, McCaffrey's going to run wild again. And Purdy, as long as you don't make no dumb mistakes, 
it should be a 14-point win. And that's that for me, at least. Both going Niners in that one. Uh, what would have been a marquee matchup had it not been for MetLife Stadium's turf yet again. The Jets play the Cowboys. Nine-point favorite going for the side of the Cowboys. Uh, I hate this. You got to say I gotta it. Pick the, I got yeah, I got to pick the Cowboys. Got to pick the Cowboys. Go Jets, though. I want to see the Jets win this game. Cowboys play great week one. Jets, no Aaron Rodgers. You know, add those two together, probably a Jets loss. It's going to be a similar story to what the Cowboys did to the other New York team. It's probably not going to be a shutout. Oh, I was like, that's a bold 40 But they're going to turn the ball over a lot. Wilson is either going to not throw the ball at all, and the Jets will score maybe a touchdown, uh, or he'll throw for two, at least two turnovers, two interceptions. And Cowboys by at least 10. Only because the Jets can't do anything on offense without I mean, Aaron Rodgers. This will be the game to find out what they're really made of as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're throwing Zach Wilson out there against the boys. Shoddy. The boys. The Cowboys defense. And I'm not even a Cowboy fan. That's how good they are. This is a defensive matchup for sure, though. Two of the best defenses in the NFL. Only problem is one side has the playmakers. Or one side has a quarterback that can actually handle it. The other side does not. And that's going to end up being the difference. So Cowboys, I think they cover. Um, and they win the game for sure. Another super... I know you're excited for this one. The Commanders versus the Broncos. In Denver. Uh Denver, you better freaking win this game, man. <laughs> I don't even it's know where Com- to go here. It's the Commanders, man. Commanders want to know, man. They beat Arizona. Den- hey, Denver should have won the week one game, but their kicker missed an extra point, missed a field goal, right? Russell Wilson actually played pretty decent, too, and they still lost the game. Uh, I'm going with the Broncos. I do think you know, first week with the new head coach, I think they're only going to get better from where they were week one. They always play close games, but so do the Commanders. I just like, um, I just think the Broncos have more talent overall, and hopefully that will finally lead them to a win. You know, just this is my favorite. I have, I have doubts. Yeah, I mean, the Broncos just can't score more than sixteen points, man. I don't know what it is. They just can't do it. Um, but the Commanders aren't good either, so. This is a very similar vibe to the Buccaneers-Bears game where I'm like, I have no idea who's going to win. I'm going to lean towards the Broncos just because I know more about them. Washington's one of those teams that you never talk about. So Sean Payton probably gets his act together this week. They bounce back. The line is three and a half for Denver. Um, Sounds about right. If it's anything that we know, just stay away from anything Broncos. Uh, but I think it's going to be another slugfest where not very fun to watch unless you're a diehard fan of either team. So Exactly. But I think I slightly lean towards the Broncos as well. Um, another matchup that's actually really intriguing, Dolphins-Patriots. Uh, it's primetime Sunday night in Foxborough. So who do you have? 
Ooh, this one, this this one's tough. I, I'm thinking about this one a lot. Thinking about this one. Ultimately, I'm going to go with the Dolphins. I do think it'll be a close game. I don't think the Dolphins are going to explode as much as they did in week one, right? Belichick's, Belichick is really good with game planning. I just don't believe in the Patriots to score enough points in this game, ultimately, is what it comes down to. The one thing the Patriots have is last week they made the Eagles look vulnerable. Um, 20 to 25, it was a valiant effort. The defense, as always, as it is in New England, is a solid defense. Um, Mac Jones looked capable to, you know, he threw for 300 yards, a couple tutties. So, but I have to go Dolphins after I went all in on Tua. So, Tua, you know, go Fins, Tua for MVP. So, this begins, this begins the run for Tua, Tungavalua. So, and then the last game of the week, we got the Saints Panthers, another fantastic matchup in the best division in football. If you can't tell, that's sarcasm. Saints are favored by three points on the road against Carolina. I'm going with Bryce Young getting his first win in the NFL. I think the Panthers win this game. I wasn't impressed with the Saints in week one. You know, they still have time to get their act together, but I think Bryce Young gets his first win in the NFL. You know, the Saints did not look good week one. Uh, they looked dysfunctional. They looked like what they are, and a team that kind of newly constructed with a new quarterback at the helm. Um, the Panthers looked worse, so I'm going with the Saints in this one. Uh, I think that the Saints are going to end up sweeping this matchup in the playoff or in the in the season. Bryce Young, the Saints have a legit defense, and he's going to turn the ball over again. So, I don't think mm. it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be semi-competitive. Might come down to the last couple of drives. The Carolina might have a chance in this game to steal it, but. I just don't think that Bryce Young is tall enough to see over his offensive lineman to get it done. So hey. I think the Saints win. And it looks like there is one more Monday night football game. Um, the Browns and the Steelers. Oh, uh, yes. How do you feel one. about that one? How do you feel about Browns, that one? Steelers. Holy crap. I don't know where to go because I don't like picking the Browns for multiple reasons. You know, Deshaun Watson. Being a massage therapist lover is what we'll say. Yeah, I don't think he's he's not very he like terrible. He looks very bad, and he's not playing good. So two losses for that. Uh, the Steelers looked awful, but they played the 49ers. So you know, <sighs> I don't know where to go here. Mostly because the Browns looked legit last week, at least on the defensive side of the ball. And the Steelers looked completely lost. So I'm going to go Browns. I'm going to go with the the massage therapist lover in a close one. It pains me to say it. I hate it. I hate saying that. But I'm more going with Miles Garrett doing a double crossover on one of the linemen again to get a sack again. So that was pretty amazing. And if he does that one more time, I think they'll win. 
that was just yeah cold. He was dancing in front of his block offensive lineman and just blew right past the guy. It's pretty so. cool, pretty confident right there. Uh, I'm going with the Steelers in this one to bounce back. I believed in the Steelers in the preseason. I still do. One game hasn't changed my mind, especially against the Niners, right? Uh, I still think the Steelers and Kenny Pickett will look better, more improved than they did last year. And I'm going with them to get the in-division win. I can't hate it. I wanted to say that, but, you know, Miles Garrett, man, he proved. Hey, he's a baller, for real. He's a baller, bro. I'm going with the ballers. Yes, sir. Even though the the Browns are the Browns, so. Hey, they got called elves, and they beat the Bengals. They beat the Bengals in very dominating fashion, so. But, yeah. Well, that wraps up our week one recap week two projections for the nfl season again if you enjoy our content please give us that uh like comment subscribe follow our spotify um playlists on spotify our podcast and if you're listening on spotify or any other podcast form check out our youtube channel at second take um And we will see you next week with more football talk.